holy shit, you fucking mixed it up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the greatest podcast on earth about nonsense. I am Chris Cash from Mount Philip Works, joined by my co-host Roy, the psycho sicko psychopath, Scott from Vintage Axe Works. This is the morning edition of the oh, yeah. Iron Podcast. AM it's fuckers. Approximately uh, ten thirty, and Roy just got out of bed. He just got out I of did. the bathtub, mm-hmm. and <laughs> Mr. Bubbles. We're, we're recording a little morning episode um, because we had time to do it this morning. It is a let's get right into the weather. It is a crisp 18 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> God, it is I a don't... crisp 18 degrees here in Maryland. I don't like this pattern that we're falling uh, into. <laughs> we got a very, very special announcement. We'll just get right into it. We won't let anybody hanging. So this weekend, which will be February, I am so bad at dates. It is February 18th, 19th and 20th. I will be in East Durham, New York, at the Blackthorn Resort for a little chill hammering. If you've never hammered on hot steel, feel free to come on out. If you want to come for the whole weekend or the day, whatever you want to do, come out. I'll be there hanging out all day. We're going to have fun. Austin just got a brand new Coal Ironworks press up there. We're going to have fun oh, with I saw that. that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, come on out, hang out, see what the Blackthorn's all about. It'll be nice and chill. It won't be as chaotic as uh, Maker Camp with a ton of people, but it will be a really, really good time. And then March 11th through the 13th. Is that what I said? March yep. 11th through the 13th? Okay. So March 11th through the 13th. Put these dates in your phone right now. This is going to be epic. So what's going on March 11th through the 13th at the same place, the Blackthorn Resort in upstate New York, is myself, Roy Scott from Vintage Works, and Steve from Moonshine Metalworks will all be at the Blackthorn for the Group Forge project. Steve is going to fly over here from London. Roy is going to drive his ass up from Kentucky, which how long is that drive, Roy? It's like 12 hours. 12 hours. And I, I expect think, I expect good gifts because I'm driving. That's so funny because <laughs> I think the flight uh, <laughs> the flight from uh, London is actually 12 hours. So you and Steve will be on the same schedule. So, yeah, um, if you guys are unfamiliar with Steve, he is a very, very good friend of mine. Uh, Roy's actually never met him in person. He's been on the podcast, I think, two or three times now. Mm-hmm. But Steve from Moonshine, Moonshine Metalworks is an amazing, amazing blacksmith. Uh, great, great guy. If you've never met him, this will be your opportunity to meet him March 11th through the 13th at the Blackthorn in upstate New York. You can go to The Maker Camp on Instagram. You'll see all the tickets are available right there for the Group Forge Project. Now, what we're going to be making is going to be a six-foot round fire pit. It's going to be massive. Austin's just ordered, actually has all the steel already. He ordered it, got it this week. And, um, yeah, it's going to be an epic, epic project. We'll actually be there uh, from uh, Thursday to Monday, Roy and myself and Steve. Um, But the people that are participating and that want to buy tickets, the tickets are $250 and that will cover your room as well as your food and the event. So 250 bucks. go on the website, get tickets right now. It's going to be epic. It's going to be awesome. So what we have for you guys is by the end of this week, hopefully Roy will get it put up on VintageJacksWorks.com, is we are going to give you guys an opportunity to buy limited edition sticker pack. We are going to have... Vintage Axe Works stickers, we're going to have Mount Phillip Metalworks stickers, we're going to have Axe and Iron podcast exclusive stickers that we've never ever put out, they're going to be brand new, we also have Maker Camp stickers, so you're going to be getting five or six stickers for I think around five bucks, and um, you're muted right now, just so you know. Um, yeah, so we're going to be offering you guys a sticker pack, again the Axe and Iron stickers are going to be the first time we've ever done these. And usually we don't charge for stickers. We just do sticker swaps and all that stuff. But we're going to um, get some money together for Roy to come out, get some money together for Steve to come out. And we want you guys to come out. Come out and hang out, and you'll get to see the podcast live and in person. Oh, shit. Which a lot of people got to see at Maker Camp. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a really, really good time. 
So, yeah, March 11th through the 13th, mark your calendars, upstate New York, Blackthorn Resort, the home of the Maker Camp, and you can go on the website, contact myself, Maker Camp, Roy, anybody you want to to figure out more information, but you must go buy tickets right now. We are only accepting 25 people for the entire weekend. You have the chance to come hang out for a day or whatever, but the tickets are only limited to to 25 people. Um, and again, the sticker packs are going to go up, hopefully not at the end of this week, maybe the following week. And they will be a limited, limited run, guys. We just did a small number of these um, sticker packs. And again, they're going to be vintage axe work stickers, Mount Phillip Metalworks stickers, badass axe and iron stickers that nobody's seen yet, um, and Maker Camp stickers. So, yeah, I know all you guys love plastering stickers. Stickers, all stickers, stickers. Yeah, so you guys have a little piece of uh, what we do here and kick-ass logo done by our friends, uh, our friend Adam C. Adam and, C. Yeah, so come hang out, make a camp March 11th through the 13th. Or you can come out, hang out this weekend. This is just going to be a chill, low-key one. Um, obviously, Jimmy Duresto will be there as well. If you guys have never met Jim, he is an amazing, amazing friend of mine. And Roy's, and he is just a great guy in the community doing awesome things. And, yeah, come hang out at the Blackthorn. There's also a bunch of other events there. I believe our friend Justin Dietrich is doing another timber framing thing. Um, our friends Cliff Dufton and John Ariani are doing a hammer-making class there this year. All that information is on the website. But if you want to come hang out with myself, Roy, and Steve, March 11th through the 13th, tickets are 250 bucks. Go buy tickets. Come hang out. It's going to be an epic, epic weekend. Steve's coming from London. Roy's coming from Kentucky. Between the two of them, they'll have like 9,850 <laughs> miles traveled just to hang out with you. Yeah. Else. So, yeah. I don't think you can go wrong with any event that Austin hosts up there. I know I've only been to one, but like yeah. all, it's like high caliber stuff. It's like rock star status with every event that he puts on. It's just, it's crazy. I, I fucking love it. And, and it's it's so relaxing, and it's yeah. so chill. And if you want to go crazy and have a ton of fun, you can do that too. But if you just want to come hang out in the Catskill Mountains, shoot the shit with like-minded people and have great conversation and sit around a, a fire and you know drink a beer if you want to drink a beer. But uh, By the way, I've seen your one-year uh, sober post. Congratulations yeah. to you. Thank I guess you. that makes me like 29 years sober. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but no, um, yeah. So come hang out. We'll have the sticker packs up available. This isn't like a super plug. Like we're trying to make money. We're just paying for the cost of Steve flying over here. Roy traveling to upstate New York to all to come hang out with you guys. If you guys want to come see the podcast live up there, we're going to forge an awesome fire pit. It's going to be fucking epic. That's all I can say about that. I'm really excited. I really, really yeah. am. I mean, it's going to be awesome. This I'm is a excited. lot of uh, behind the scenes planning, trying to get Steve out of England getting time off, all that stuff. Same with you, getting time off to come up. It's going to be it's going to be epic, man. I'm excited to see everyone and just be up there. But, like, seriously, we, we've been chatting with Steve for, what, this is the third season now? And yeah. All these people that, you know, we know through Instagram and other social media stuff, it feels like right. you're really good friends, but it doesn't. It doesn't really count until you Not meet them in person. Not until you touch them. I know. I know. <laughs> I, yeah. Anyone out there, please don't touch me. I don't want to be touched. <laughs> I don't want to be fucking touched. Yeah. And I, I'm being serious. Don't fucking touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. Don't I've already me. had COVID multiple times. I don't want anything else. <laughs> Dude, people are still looking at me like I'm a fucking weirdo because I do not go anywhere without a mask. And it has yeah. nothing to do with COVID. It's fine. I just, I just don't want to get sick. You don't want to be sick anymore. You were sick for a month. I was sick for a fucking month. I don't want to go down that goddamn road Nobody again. Nobody wants that shit anymore. No. Yeah. It's fucking awful. Speaking of which, uh, how have things been at the old Vintage Axe Works? I see you've been building some, I don't know exactly what you're doing, building tables down there, I'm assuming, for your robots to, to do all your work for you so you don't yeah. have to do anything anymore. <laughs> I'm just trying to not work anymore. That's what yeah. I'm doing. No, what are no. those tables for? Uh, so big shout out to uh, Charles Bell. Uh, he hooked me up with two um, half inch HDPE. I know you don't know what that stands for. High density no polyethylene sheets. Okay. Um, they're, um, so I'm making a whole workbench out of HDPE and then a big fucking mobile table workstation, a four by eight workstation for leather work, 
for any sort of like ancillary epoxy stuff. Are you moving out of the shop and moving into the basement? You just no. want to be closer to the heat and the bathroom. <laughs> it's temperature controlled, stuff. motherfucker. <laughs> oh boy. No, the 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 advantage of HDPE sheets is that epoxy doesn't stick to it. It's very uh, leather. Um, oh, so hang on, that, you broke up a little bit. Say that again. HDPE doesn't. HDPE. Uh huh. Epox, epoxy doesn't stick to it. It's really slick. Um, oh. So it, even like glue, you can just like scrape right off. So, gotcha. Um, people use it. A lot of factories use it in um, conveyor belt stuff. So you can like mount packaging on stuff and and ship it through like your conveyor belts and stuff because it's gotcha. it's so fucking slick you yeah can make like little bumpers and everything it's just a good workstation especially for what you're doing like good work surface 100 percent. yeah that's awesome so i'm i'm building a fucking table right now i should be finished with it today and then i need to fucking restore some axes and get them out of the goddamn door i'm sorry yeah. joey is joey that's is right. round the fuck i've up. seen you uh you did a um what was the most recent pattern you did you said it's one of your most popular ones you restore what is that what is that hudson called? bay Hu- no it wasn't hudson bay it was something it was a br- it was a manufacturer that's really popular i, I can't norland. think of it norland yes yeah that was so nice Nor- yeah so norlands are pretty synonymous with um that hudson bay pattern whenever you think of a norland you e- immediately think of an the Hudson Bay pattern. Yeah. So that one was interesting because a customer. All right. I'm not. It's fine. So listen. Yeah. So whenever a customer comes to you and says, "Hey, I want you to do an axe for me. I want I want it to be your take on whatever. Just yeah. Your creative freedom. And then you make something and you go, "Hey, hope you like it." And they're like, "I don't fucking like that. I don't want that." That's no. Did like. that happen? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. No way. Yeah. <laughs> do whatever you want i don't like that (laughs) yeah um so there was a little bit maybe a little bit of miscommunication on my end um so thankfully i was able to salvage everything and it also uh, allowed me to make another hatchet out of the handle that the guy did not want um so you know win-win in the in the long run but in the moment kind of frustrating because i did i had all this fucking work into this handle and everything went together perfectly and then he was like, uh, not really what I was. That looks for. like shit. <laughs> he didn't say it looked like shit, motherfucker head. He was like, I just don't want that, which is fine. It's fine. I get it. I get did it. Did you get uh, more tattoos? I did. Yeah. What'd you get? You got a ram's horn, ram's head or something on your yeah. chest, on your mm-hmm. like clavicle what? area. Yeah. Is that it, what that is? It hurt really fucking bad. What, what is that for? So like, I've got a wolf. A I've got a wolf on the other of side. Of course you do. Of course yeah. you do. Well, which also is – do you want me to laugh at your tattoos, bit? Listen, I got mine when I was 18. I made bad decisions. You're 40-something <laughs> making bad decisions. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> making bad decisions, bitch. <laughs> oh, every time you, when you said wolf, I just picture those old, like, mid-'80s, early-'90s shirts with the mm-hmm. moons. The, the howling wolf. <laughs> the howling wolf on it. <laughs> So what's Almost the ram's as bad head? as is dolphins? It, yes. <laughs> yep. Is the ram's head uh, like your your ode to Montana and Wyoming and the and the out west and all that stuff? Is that what that is? Is that is that like? No. Your... So listen, there. You know, it's a a wolf in sheep's clothing, right? Uh huh. So there's that old thing. So a lot of people like old traditional tattoos. They'll get a sheep with uh-huh. wolf. You know, wolf skin over top, or excuse me, a wolf with sheep wolf skin with over sheep top skin. of it. Yep. <clears throat> so that's kind of what I was going for, but I did not want this sheep on my fucking chest. I wanted something a little <laughs> bit, you know. <laughs> so you got a ram. I got a ram. Same thing, but okay. You know. Okay. It reminded me of the old uh, '70s Dodge Ram uh, hood emblems. You know what I mean? They have the same style yeah. ram mm-hmm. head that you have on. Your- I'm gonna I'm gonna why choke you, you out. Look, why are you looking at me? <laughs> if if I could get my little hands I'm around your fat fun fucking I'm neck, I would rem- choke your ass out. It reminds me I'm of the old out. '70s style ribs head. When you're emblem. sleeping, I'm gonna fucking elbow drop your ass, <laughs> smash your smash your nose right in your fucking face. Oh jeez, seriously. No, it's gonna it happen. looks good. Your tattoo artist is really good. So that's the other thing, right? I said, yeah. here's my idea. Just do it. And I walk in. He's like, hey, what do you think about this? And I was like, I fucking love it. 
Imagine I, being the, the tattoo artist and you're like, just do whatever you want. <laughs> like your guy with your ass. Right. Just use your creative <clears throat> abilities. And then you feel mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, that looks like shit. I don't like I don't, that. <laughs> I don't want that. Well, sorry, bud. So seriously, straight up, I have no idea. I've got a conceptual idea of what I'm yeah. getting. But uh-huh. I never know until I walk into the tattoo shop of exactly what I'm getting. Because awesome. he, j- he just fucking... He just does it on his own, and he'll just fucking draw stuff on me while he's doing stuff. Yeah. So I've got the wolf, and I got the ram, and I've got some stuff down here on my lower chest, and he's gonna do a whole bunch of background and just tie everything together, and then that's it. I'm fucking tapping out. Like this really? last one. I don't dude, believe this, that. This last one in this fucking area, right in in between my neck and my fucking collarbone. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. In that little soft ditchy area. Dude, it sucked so bad. I left yeah. with a fucking tear in my goddamn eye. It hurt so bad. Do you bad. have any empty space on your body besides your face? I've got plenty of empty space <laughs> on my fucking body. Well, there's no way you're done then. You're going to keep on getting them. They're too addicting. Dude, listen. Especially I, when you got an artist like yours who does great work. He does fantastic work. Yeah. I mean, he does fantastic work. But seriously, I'm no fucking honor Kagalar. I'm not trying to fucking live up to that fucking eye. <laughs> Nobody no can live up to no. honor. No way. No fucking way. Speaking of honor, he's been doing some crazy cool projects uh, lately. I just spoke with him like two days ago or something. I want everybody on the honor Kagler train. That's what I told him. Um, I'm working on some stuff with him, trying to get him some deals over there in the UK. And I love everything that guy does because it's completely different every single time. It's so over the top and ridiculous. Case in point, a fucking cabled wire fucking well, axe. Come so, on. yes, that, that, of course it's ridiculous. He loves it, though. But that's but, why it's so cool and, like, no one in a, their right mind would ever think of something like that. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Well, there's a bunch of um, hammers that they use like that um, on the railroad in, like, I want to say in India and stuff like that, and sometimes in China, they use a lot for uh, stone splitting when they're driving in stakes to break big pieces of granite or marble or stuff like that. They use Hmm. those hammers. So the hammers' handles are actually flexible, almost identical to the way he demoed that axe. Um, But yeah, that's an actual thing. He just implemented it on an axe. And it was cool. It worked. Yeah. Talk to haters. (laughs) I love all his posts that he puts up about... Uh, people overreacting to him having fun in his shop. It's like, relax. You guys having a blast. And I love everything he does, too. So think about all these fucking idiot assholes that are talking shit about him. Think about how much fun he is having making whatever he wants. Like, whatever this crazy psycho thinks of and builds, think about how many people would love to fucking be able to do that. Just love yeah. to be able to have the flexibility and the freedom and the resources to be able to do it and have a huge fucking YouTube following and monetize it. Like yeah. tell me someone that wouldn't love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, he, um, I, I say it all the time. You guys know, I'm not a fan of the Facebook cesspool pond of shit over there, <laughs> but his, uh, I think last week he's, his Facebook was like 1.4 million Jeez. Um, interactions on there, like comments and people liking uh-huh. his shit and all that stuff. So yeah, he's popping off, man. Honor's honor's not stopping anytime soon. I, I love everything that guy does, even though most of it's sharp shit related. I can get behind him one part one hundred percent, man. I love everything that guy does. Just because he's so creative, he doesn't stop for nobody. And like I said, everything that he does is completely different. And I also love when he reposts all the shit talking. See, because I don't get that side of the social media platforms because mainly my focus is just on Instagram and uh, some of the shit I'll read on YouTube on the That Works channel and stuff like that. But other than that, yeah, Honor's doing uh, great things. I think Roy is gone. I'm back. He's back. back. It looked like he fell down a well. I'm chasing this goddamn dog around. He is in psycho mode today. What, I mean, what is, it's like, does he know when we record? He's like, time I, to go I ain't shit. 
I don't know what his fucking problem is today. If anyone wants a Basenji, he's three years old. He's purebred. He's got <laughs> you papers. You are not getting rid Come of that dog. to my house. You will never get rid of that. Dog. You'll get rid of your house before you get rid of that dog. <laughs> you love that, that dog. Yeah, oh so, um, yeah, shout out to Honor. We love Honor and everything he does. And uh, his wife is actually a great tattoo artist as well. She is. And yeah. he and I have gone back and forth on tattoo stuff and – and it's funny because he says the same shit too. He's like, "Man, that really fucking hurt." And and I feel like a little bitch when I'm getting the next tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, how bad so does he true. got it though? Where his wife is a tattoo artist, he can get oh, them any time. You know? know. And he's like, "God, she wants me to get another one." No, no, no. Yeah, it's real, dude. It fucking sucks. Especially, dude, I'm 44 years old. My birthday was this weekend. Shout out to everyone who fucking sent me Your happy birthday. Your birthday was this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, bitch. Shut up. I'm just messing with you. I know you are. Did you rip on uh, the guitar a little bit? Uh, I did. And um, I went down to the middle of fucking nowhere, Kentucky, right against the... Uh, west virginia border and picked up a marshall head so i got a little marshall cabinet it's a, nice. it's a, it's a little mini one it's uh it's like a mini hashtag so it's a two by 12 it's only a 15 watt tube amp but it is loud and it's fucking awesome so yeah thank you to my wife for letting me get all that stuff did you get any pedals or anything yet or no i don't want fucking pedals a little, a little reverb pedal a little I wouldn't mind a little reverb. Yeah, like, exactly. That's, that's the only thing that Something this amp clean it doesn't. Up just a little bit and give it that that little twang that you like. That little twang that I just like. so just so everybody knows for all listeners, Roy is currently on his front porch recording the podcast. Back porch because his dog is a maniac, just like himself. I, yeah, I know. I'm freezing my ass off just watching Joey sniff around the fucking yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so tables will be done today for your basement uh robot shop yeah and then i'm gonna get on um the the customer's acts the the that he didn't the want. redo so I, the redo i've got to start yeah. completely fucking over on that thing right um and then i got some more uh orders coming down that i need to work on also but so all of these things, like in conjunction with each other, the, the CNC customer orders, learning software, playing guitar, fucking, uh, I, it's, it's just, cons- it's, it's your con- red Corvette. It's your red Corvette. Uh, do explain. I don't know. What it's that your means. midlife crisis. Man. I guess so. Yeah, maybe you bought a red guitar. Yeah. No, I, I, I just, <laughs> you're, buying, you're buying CNC robots now. You don't know which direction your life is going. It's a midlife crisis, man. <clears throat> But seriously, more tattoos of I know. dolphins jumping over rainbows. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you such an idiot? Uh. <laughs> but um, so the soft the CNC I wanted to, I forgot to mention this last week. Um, the the software like the CNC process uh-huh. it's it's really three steps. One, yeah. you have to learn the fucking software, which um, thankfully I've got a little bit of AutoCAD background engineering stuff. So the software that I'm using is called VCarve Pro and it's a little bit like AutoCAD. It's a little bit like Adobe Illustrator, mm-hmm. but not, you know, not exactly each one of them. So it's just like a mix between the two. So learning the software is one thing. Step two is actually knowing how to put shit on the machine, like run the machine, yeah. phys- physically run it. Like, knowing all the parameters and not fucking up stuff. I've already blown through one clamp. Thank God they're aluminum. Um, so the noise you guys are hearing as he's describing, <laughs> the microphones are so good that it's picking up his zipper on his sweatshirt. That's that's, that's, zipper. that's the zip noise that you guys keep hearing back and forth, just so you guys know. Oh, sorry. But anyway, back to your story. <laughs> I just wanted to let everybody know, like, because... Because I'll hear shit in podcasts sometimes when I'm listening, and I'll, t- I'll take my headphones off or my earbuds out. It's like, <laughs> is that in my shop? What is that noise? I've never heard that before. Well, but, if I stand out here long enough, there you know there's going to be a fucking siren. There's got to be go- a siren, man. <laughs> Some, someone, someone's dying today, bitch. Mm. Oh, there's a dog. You hear that? <laughs> yep. Across the, across the fucking road. Um, but so step two How is. How many people live in the trailer park? <laughs> the trailer what park is, is the population town. at the trailer park in wichita kentucky 
how about you do this? Um, oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so step two is physically learning the machine. And then right. step three, uh, excuse me, excuse me. That's step three. Step two, I've already fucked up. You're already fucking me up. I fucked you up. Step two is <clears throat> learning all the tool paths. So yeah. just creating the artwork is one thing, but then telling the machine how to cut things out. Yeah. And if you like, there's so much stuff built into the program and knowing which bit can do what, and then telling, like, if you want a letter kind of given that extruded look and you want yeah. the, the rest of the material removed, there's a couple of operations you need to do. And it's not intuitive. Right. So, so I've been watching a fuck ton of tutorials and bullshit stuff. Um, you know, we have a ton of friends that do that stuff every day that can help you out. Jimmy's one of them. Jim would gladly help you out. He does that. Zep does it a lot. Derek yep. from Alden does it a lot. They all yep. know how to do that shit. Well, here's the other thing is that every machine and every software is kind of unique. So Yeah, what software are you using? I just told you, VCarve Pro. Yeah, I think that's what everybody uses. No, they use Fusion <laughs> 360. You don't fucking know oh, a yeah, thing about Fusion, software. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're right. You're right. Fusion 360 is a big one. Wait, but what did I you say? Did you say I'm right? Somebody... I can't remember who's using VCarve right now. But anyway, I pay attention to that shit sometimes. The beauty of VCarve Pro is it's specifically made for routing operations. So it's got gotcha. a whole tool database in it. It's got tool paths. And whenever I say tool paths, it's what do you want this particular tool to do? And you need, right. to, and you need to define parameters, feeds and speeds, and different diameters, different fucking cut, cut depths, and overall cut lengths, something like all that sort of shit. Yeah, is built into the software specifically yeah. for routing. And if you have no baseline knowledge of that stuff, like I did, the learning curve is like fucking straight up. So I've seen you had you did this curvy vintage Axeworks logo. Was that yep. like your first test run of let's see if it goes and see if a, see if something blows? It either goes or blows. <laughs> no, it was not my first one and that little curvy thing was it's a fuck up i mean so that yeah. that was round that was take two yeah i fucked one up before what are you trying to do there is that a handle or what is that it, it is gonna be a handle so i drew a template how original i got i could just, i just pulled that out of the air i just knew you had to be carving a handle with your name on it <laughs> are you done <laughs> because there's <laughs> absolutely nothing else that it could be go ahead so the idea with that one, and I yeah. fucked it up because I did the math wrong. And that's the other thing. Like, you need to learn a fucking lot of math to be able to think, like, three steps yeah, ahead, right? Yeah, I'm not right? good at math. Yeah. So uh, I barely know how to count money. I just tell by the weight <laughs> of it. Just tell by the weight of it? Somebody puts a stack of $100 bills in my hand. I can tell you how much it is just by the weight. That's about the extent of my math. My maths. You're so stupid. You know what's funny? Like, if, if you watch any old Western movie, like, yeah. the, the cowboy walks up to the bar and just throws uh -huh. down some coins yep. and drinks a beer. Like, <laughs> no one sits there and counts it. Like, hey, dude, you're, you're five I never short. thought about that. They never count it. They're like, hey, yep. here you go. Yep. <laughs> Same thing when they, after they drink it, they pay later. They just put yeah. a couple, they, couple bills on the table and out they go. I don't know what it is. Anyway. Uh, so, the hand... <laughs> The Vintage Xworks handle, yeah. I, I wanted it to be, um, whenever I say extruded letters, do you know what I'm talking about? So it looks like Absolutely, the letters yeah. So the letters are coming out of the wood. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I wanted the letters to come out of the wood and then cast everything in epoxy and then shape the handle. Well, gotcha. my, math, my math was incorrect because I made the letters too tall. Yeah. So whenever, whenever you're looking at it, I wanted the letters to be completely encased in epoxy and then shape my handle but i think the letters toward the end up by the head are going to be too tall and they'll be exposed whenever i start sanding and contouring so ah, okay. i wanted all i was wondering what i was like that doesn't look like it's going to be a function of if you're going to pour resin around it that makes sense yeah yeah exactly but i think the letters are a little bit too tall um i'm still going to try it just for you know learning yeah purposes or whatever but right. uh so that one took me two tries. The very first thing I carved took me three tries. Uh, and then I did another sign for my wife's boss. I can't post it because I think they follow me and it's going to be a little yeah. surprise. Um, but here's the deal. 
I understand why people go into the sign making business. Like once you like, let's just say you have like three or four pretty strong, good ideas. Yeah. You could, you could seriously make a lot of money just cranking stuff out. What, 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 um, you can make a lot of money just cranking the same thing out over and over and over. Um, because it's completely consistent. And if you do that all the time, and you can just change like one or two images and have like a slogan, like, you know, go eat dicks. And then you yeah. have you have a different image or you have a different name, like House of Scott, go eat dicks. House yeah. of Cash, go eat dicks. Yeah. Like, it's really easy to change that up. And you just crank. You're talking about Dick's Crab House. I've been there before. It's delicious. Uh, Dick's Crab it's House. Right yeah. on the right on the bay, like as you cross, as you cross. Is like that the their bridge. slogan? Dick's yeah, Crab yeah. House. Go yeah. eat dicks. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. You're kidding, right? Dick's I, Crab I, House. I, like, seriously, I don't know when you're fucking with me and when you're not. It's the way I was born, Roy. My face, you just can't tell if I'm full of shit or if I'm being serious. <laughs> A lot of people say that. It's just the way I was born. I just have one of those faces. You do. But uh, and thank no, God you're Dick's on Dick's Crab House. It's a good crab house. I've been there before. Dick's crabs. Great food, yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys probably don't have a lot of crab places in Kentucky, do you? No, none. That's wild. I mean, we get... You can go to, like, fucking 10-mile radius. You can go to four different crab houses around here and have crabs. My wife, that is her absolute favorite. Crab, yeah, crab, I know. crab. I know. I remember you telling me that. Does she have a... Is she, like, snow crab, dungeness crab, king crab, queen crab? What kind of crab? Blue crab? Uh... She's going to kill me if I don't know this. Because Maryland's known for, like, their blue crab, but I, I just don't like blue crab. I think it's a whole lot of – blue crab is the, the small one. I, I think, think it's, it's a whole th- body yeah. and everything. I yeah. think maybe it's Dungeness that she likes the best. Yeah, that's what Amy – Amy likes Dungeness. That's her favorite. What about she you? Doesn't, Do you eat crab? Dude, I'll, I'll eat it. It's good, but I'm yeah. never like, man, I want some fucking crab today. Oh, yeah. Never yeah. in my life have I said that. I've eaten more crab since I've been married to this woman than uh, I've ever eaten in my whole freaking life. That's awesome. They're, I mean, I guess. Super expensive right now. Though. It's Jeez. super expensive. Well, just like everything's expensive, though. Fucking gas is going up. Steel prices are ridiculous. Did I, tell you, did I talk about the steel for my bed that I'm building on here? I can't remember. No. Okay, so I went. For your uh, trailer? For my truck. I'm taking my bed off and I'm building a flatbed. I'm putting airbags on it. I think we talked about oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about it off podcast. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm putting airbags. I'm, I came to the conclusion that I'm not buying a new truck. For one, I take care of my truck. It does look like shit. Wait, wait. But it the runs... f- no, you don't. What? You fucking idiot. What? You drove from your house up to fucking up to the Blackthorn with a no. blown head gasket. No, no, or, no, 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 no. A valve. Cover. That happened as I was driving up there. That didn't You're happen. Like fuck it, I'm running it. Well, I, well, I ended up putting a set of heads on it, um, and valve cover gaskets and all that shit when I got back. That I had to do that immediately because it was smoking like a goddamn freight train. It was only when I came to a stop, though. But anyway, because uh, <laughs> the wind wasn't blowing. Yeah, the wind wasn't blowing. Uh, oh, shit. No, I, I just came to the conclusion I'm not buying a truck. I, mm-hmm. I own we own our all our vehicles and I'm just going to fix my truck up and I'm going to take the bed off and build a custom flatbed for it. So I went and got the steel uh, probably two weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe. Um, and I. I I thought we were going to have great weather, but we ended up having shit weather. It ended mm-hmm. up going from really, really nice to snowing and 18 degrees and crap. But um, that's winter. And uh, so I go to this one place here, local, $600. This is just, I'm just, the steel that I'm talking about is just to build the frame. This isn't the sheet. This isn't like n- nothing else. This is literally just to build the frame. Like tubing? Tubing, square tubing, yeah. This okay. Is $600 for 60 feet. Jeez so, Louise. What is that? Ten dollars a foot? Help my uh-huh. math here. <laughs> <laughs> somebody check Chris to cash his math. Somebody, somebody check my math. math. Uh, sixty divided by ten, you carry the three, pull that over, divide that by nine. You're, yeah, we're looking at ten dollars a foot. Yeah. So I call this other metal yard that's twenty minutes away. Mm-hmm. How much is this steel? Four hundred and fifty dollars for the same okay. exact steel that I'm sure they're getting from the exact same plant. Right. So I go buy it and just I just wanted to 
get the frame to start building the frame because that's the most important part. All the extra shit, like the sheet, the lay, the actual bed part, that's easy. It's just four by eight sheets laid on top, welded solid, you know, and then I put on all the D rings and all this shit. So I have an idea of what I'm going to build. I'm going to make it relatively nice. Um, he used air quotes. Ridiculously. I cannot believe, and I know everybody bitches about the price of gas and this, that, and the other, and the cost of things going up, but, Man, it's like getting out of control right now. Mm-hmm. And so I asked the steel guys and I says, what is the real reason why steel is more or less doubled since this time last year? And they didn't have a real answer for me. No they one does. Just like everything is just going through the roof. Mm-hmm. So a week ago, gas here was 320. Okay. At the same gas station, gas is now 370. Holy shit. So, yeah. So, it went up a half a buck in less than a week. So. And nobody knows why? Come on. Come on! Buy those sticker packs to help me get out to fucking buy North. <laughs> sticker packs <laughs> to pay for Roy's gas. <laughs> so, you know, like, when we get really old, we're going to look back and go, I remember when steel was a dollar a foot. Yeah. <laughs> Ten dollars a foot. Ten dollars I mean, whatever. Yeah. But, but like, so. Whenever, how much did steel tubing like that you recall like five years ago? How much was it then? Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's probably cheap as shit. Well, just like, just give me a number. That's what I'm. Probably 150 bucks for the same shit I just bought for four. All right, so a dollar fifty a foot then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So in 20 years, you can look back and say, I remember. But the crazy thing is about the cost of everything going up. Because we don't make any more money. No, so we, we don't. Spend more money on shit. And and idiots like us, it's yeah. hard to quantify. Um, it's hard to qualify. Um, asking for more, more money, money for the yeah, front, yeah. Especially on my end because yeah. lumber's gone up, but head right. prices, you know, they're the same. Everything's kind of gone up just because availability and all that sort of stuff. Like everything has gone up, and it's hard to ask more money for the same exact fucking product. Another um, thing that went through the roof. Shipping, what? freight shipping. Shipping so, has gone up, yeah. So I, I ship a lot of freight, which means pallets, uh, mm-hmm. tools strapped to pallets, put on a tractor trailer, and then take it to its destination. Um, that has gone up dramatically. Yes. So when I say dramatically, almost double the cost. And I'm sure it's because fuel prices are rising and, you know. Labor shortages. Labor shortages and the cost of shit going up. But uh, it's so funny that gang drill that I had the the flat belt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that drill was four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Shipping on it was four hundred and eighty dollars, oh and it was only God. going to New Hampshire, which is uh, 10, 11 hours from here, maybe. Mm-hmm. So it was more than the cost of the drill. That's crazy. And it actually worked out because I'm gonna take the drill up to upstate New York this this weekend coming, and the kid's mm-hmm. gonna drive. Or, I'm sorry, kid. Gentleman is going to drive down from uh, New Hampshire, and he actually has a drill press just like this that's more modern from the exact same maker. And it's the yeah, that, only uh, other one that I've ever seen. That press was so, really fucking awesome. Yeah, it's cool. And I think those were used, especially that model, would have been in a woodworking shop because they're I, not super high powered. They're not uh-huh. like or, – or maybe a small metal production facility or something like that. But um, flat belt driven, which means the dry belt would have came from overhead um, uh, flat belt system. What am I trying to say here? What the hell is the name of it? Anyway, everybody knows what I'm talking about. It has a neutral and a drive pulley. And then mm-hmm. the on line shaft. Switch. Line shaft. Thank you. Shit. I don't know why that was slipping my mind. But it has a, a drive and a neutral pulley. So it would, the really cool thing about it was the off on switch was a giant lever from the factory on the side mm, of this thing. That's cool. That would have had two forks that grabbed the belt and slid it to the drive position. So oh, the machine cool. would always be spinning, but nothing mm-hmm. would be engaged until right. you pulled the lever. So That's cool. And the gentleman that reached out about this one had a more modern version that would have came out in like the late 1800s. I'm saying mine. I couldn't find a whole lot of literature on it. He, he seemed to be very knowledgeable about it, but mine was like mid 1800s. And his was like 1890. So it was right more when, modern. <laughs> well, it was right when electric electric motors were becoming more available in shops sure, yeah, and yeah. stuff uh-huh. as opposed to line shaft driven tools. 
So that's going to a great home. He's going to have two of those things, one one more modern and the other one, you know, a little older. So what the hell is he doing where he needs six operations? I think he just likes them. He just likes uh, them. It's it's okay. one of those things that, look, when do you see those things pop up for sale? They don't come up that often. And it's just a cool tool. And the price was relatively inexpensive. I mean, 400 yeah. bucks is you can't buy a brand new drill press with three heads for four. No, bucks. no, you can't. Yeah, you know, there are companies still making gang drills, which is what that drill is called. It's called a gang drill. Mm-hmm. And the I think I saw one from Pratt and Whitney, who's still in business. Um, it was like seven thousand bucks for a modern, <laughs> multi-headed uh, drill press. So one of them came up on uh, marketplace a couple weeks ago. Is uh, Wilton made it. And yeah. it had a couple of, I think it had a couple of digital readouts and stuff. I think it was either three or four heads. And I sent it oh, to, wow. uh, I sent it to uh, uh, Lucas because he and I were talking about them. And I think it was, I don't know, like 1500 bucks or something, but it was probably, I don't know, early, I mean, mid 1900s, like, like fifties to seventies or something like that. And he but, loves his drill presses. Yeah. Hey, speaking of drill presses and shipping and everything, yeah. huge, huge shout out. I just. I just picked up another sponsor, Palm Grin, and they delivered. So I took a little thing of UPS. They delivered a fucking three-ton ratcheting uh, arbor press to the shop, and they're sending me a drill press to fucking try Who, who out. is it again? <clears throat> say, say it again. Palm Grin. So, Palm Grin? Mm-hmm. I've never Am I not saying So think of it. Just go into any machine shop and look at the vices that are out there. So okay. they were they were known for machine vices. Um, and then they got into equipment. They got into presses. They make CNC stuff. Um, okay. But they just they just hit me up out of nowhere like, hey, would you like to try this drill press out? And I was like, yes, nice. I would. And I said, in addition to that, if you have this, this, this and this and this, this would also be helpful for my business. So Do they you know the a, size of the drill press. It's uh, it's a brand new one. It's a 17 inch. It's a floor model drill press. Nice. Um. So it's going to be interesting because I've got an old um, uh, Delta Rockwell out in the shop, uh-huh. um, belt-driven, three-step pulley, whatever. Yeah. I never change the fucking pulleys, especially for woodworking. I don't need to. No, uh-uh. I don't think um, anybody does. <clears throat> but the but nice, if they have a dial on them or a variable speed, then people change change the speeds on them. Yeah, then yeah, it's real fucking easy to yeah. do that. Um, so to be interesting to have uh, a brand new drill press in the shop and drill presses are one of those things in my opinion where mm. they're great to have and you don't know you need it until you fucking have one right um just for anything like you don't even have to have a machine shop or a wood shop just shit around to be able to secure something and just drill a hole through it yeah is, i mean you don't realize how much you fucking use it until you have it so huge thanks to those guys uh, for sending me that stuff. I cannot wait to unbox it and set it up. Uh, the drill press is on back order shocker, uh, so it'll be here in March or something. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Is it U.S. made <laughs> stuff? That's a big question. Uh, some of their stuff is, That's some of no. it's overseas. I don't know. No. Some of it is, some of it isn't. Um, so have I, you ever seen a Burge Master or Berg? It could be Berg or Burge Burge Master turret drill press. No. So picture a drill press, your traditional drill press, but the center of it where your head would be would have six heads on it. And it turns like a like a um, like a turret. It just spins around 360 degrees and you just pick what head you want. They are super, super cool. Um, that sounds freaking awesome. And yeah, really useful. really expensive when they come up for sale, though. They're usually the like a used model will be two thousand fifteen hundred to two thousand bucks. Jeez. Um, but. I think when they came out new, they were ridiculous, but they're on eBay and they pop up a lot, but Burgemaster or Bergmaster, uh, they uh-huh. were sick. The, you could get them, you could get bench top models or little floor model, or I'm sorry, bigger floor models. Uh-huh. And yeah. I've never had the opportunity to buy one, but I would love to um, have one at the shop. I just think they are so cool. Yeah, there's a used, looks like a brand new one. I think not brand new, but new used, 4,000 bucks. So, but they have six heads on them. They are just super cool. And they got cool uh, paint schemes on them too. Like the heads are kind of like an orange, orange color and the bodies mm-hmm. are green, but they're, they're really neat. You, you'll know it if you see it. They have a big giant B in the center of the head if you've ever oh, seen I gotcha. one before. But super cool drill presses though. 
Well, the thing with a gang press, um, like whenever I think about it, I think of yeah. three sequential operations, but it doesn't right. have to be. It, it yeah. doesn't have to be. It could just be a dedicated, here's a half-inch bit that I'm always drilling half-inch yep. holes, and here's a whatever. They don't have to be a sequential operation like a pilot hole, a through hole, and then a yeah. force, force center hole. It doesn't have to be that operation. I mean, yeah. it's just anything, right? I mean, mo- I would suspect most of them are because they're in a production line or something. Yeah. But for Harry home- homeowner, they don't have to be a sequential operation. No, yeah. not at all. I want to get another drill press. There was a time I had six drill presses here. <laughs> Jesus. I have a I have a drill press that came off. I don't think I've ever showed this thing on Instagram, or maybe I did, but it came off of a Navy ship, and it's unlike any drill press I've ever seen to where the material. So picture a, a Navy ship. Everything's tight quarters. This, you know, we don't have unlimited ceiling space. It's not mm-hmm. like in any repair that would be done out in sea you you it would be big right like the piece that you'd be drilling you weren't doing like little danky stuff so i have this buffalo drill press where what you were drilling actually went under the drill press as opposed to putting it up onto a table or something so it has a 24 inch uh spindle on it so it can go 22 feet down as opposed to some drill presses just go like six inches yeah so your material the drill press was on wheels and you could wheel it over top of what mm-hmm. you wanted to drill. And so there's no table, no cutout. And then the whole unit moves back and forth um, on roller bearings. So you could take the entire head and move it forward or backward two or three feet. And, yeah, it's a pretty cool piece. And it was really, really short. Um, over the course of its life, somebody added, like, 12-inch I-beam risers to it to make it, like, normal height. But picture it on a ship. And everything's, like I said, low ceilings, tight quarters, and they would roll this thing around to where whatever they needed to work on or drill. And, uh, yeah, very, really, really cool piece. It's kind of awkward because you're used to, like, a standard drill press with a table. You just put the piece mm-hmm. you want to drill on the table. This doesn't have a table. It's just got a mm-hmm. cutout. So, usually, I just lay a piece of steel across, Oh, I see. put my piece on there. And like a makeshift like, table. Yeah, yeah, just drill it like a standard. But I use the damn thing all the time. It's 26 speeds. And Jesus. It's set on it and it's a 26 speed step pulley. Uh-huh. So the motor <laughs> and the the drill press have step pulleys on them, like crazy speeds on wow. the, or, or crazy uh grooves in the V-belt, but it's set on the lowest speed. So you could put a bit in there like say you want to go 3 quarter inch hole in a 1 inch mm-hmm. plate, it'll just sit there and just eat that thing mm-hmm. away like mm-hmm. yeah, it got mm-hmm. so much torque that it's mm-hmm. not stopping or slowing down or locking up or anything like that. So but that's awesome. I, yeah, they're fun. I, I just I like weird there was a there was a time not too long ago, probably two or three years ago, I went on <laughs> there this There was kick. a time. <laughs> no, I went on this kick and I was buying all these like the weirdest drill presses I could find. I even went online and was like searching antique drill press because I wanted to I have a drill press in my front yard on an I beam. So some people, yeah, I have a, I have a, a giant flat belt driven. It's been out there for years since almost since I bought this place. You need me to make um, a sign for it to hang off of it? No, I don't want to <laughs> sign for it. <laughs> but it's a it's a good landmarker. I just tell people look for the big drill press behind my mailbox. But I had it on a ten um, inch wide I beam in a cedar tree. Fell on the I beam and like flat. And this is a huge cedar tree. We had a giant storm here one time and a flattened the i-beam and the drill press i mean drove it into the ground good bent, grief bent this i-beam in half like it was what yeah and i ended up uh my buddy john who i've talked about my neighbor he came over with his tractor and we got it somewhat sitting mm-hmm. straight up but it still has this little gangster lean to it <laughs> from like and it's like lean. it's like a it's like a, a landmark now i'm like yeah that was from the that was from the thunderstorm of 13. I oh, remember God. when that cedar tree fell and it bent that ivy. <laughs> gangster lean. It does got this little gangster lean to it, man. So, but yeah, there's a bunch of weird iron in my yard. Um, have you ever, have you ever gotten, <laughs> you were like zoned out there. <laughs> no, I was going to sing. I was going to sing. A fucking, or what? <clears throat> I was going to sing a little stretch of a fucking song, oh, but I decided we'll pass. not. We'll pass yeah. That. <laughs> I think it was an, I think it was an Easy E song, Gangsta. Uh, uh, fucking, it doesn't matter. I'm moving on. It doesn't matter. Uh, uh, clossing. Uh, they're mill drill things. Have you ever uh, owned one of those? Clossing. Yeah. You ever yeah. owned one? Yes. Good. Good. Bad. Awesome. Some of the they best. look. They look awesome. 
some of the best. Actually, I I um I guess you could say donated one to Center for Metal Arts that had a variable speed. Mm-hmm. I think it had a 36 inch table on it. Jeez. Uh, but it was a big three phase unit and everything, and I think they still use it in the classroom to this day. Actually, I know they still use it, but it had the big variable speed dial, mm-hmm. right the big on the dial. Front. Yeah, yeah, that's what they're known for. Yeah, man, those those are really, really nice heavy-duty drills. I've had a bunch of those over the years, all different sizes, all different models and everything. They're really, really good. They seem to hold up on their value, too, like over time. Yeah. Like they're, I mean, for what you're getting, it seems – I mean, it's a good deal, but it's still a lot of money. Like I've never seen a cheap one, I guess, is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. never seen a cheap one. I mean, I've had, like – I think the most I've spent on one is probably 1000 bucks. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you can find them in the five to six hundred dollar range for a bigger a bigger unit, you know, something nice, heavy duty. But you can get clausing um, bench top models. Sometimes they'll be like one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars, but they don't have that variable speed dial and yeah. all that shit on them, you know. But um, most I think of them it, fall. Go ahead. I think at one time Rockwell and them were together, or Rockwell. Delta and Clausing were all the same thing. You know, like in the 70s yeah. and 60s, all those companies kind of just mushed together at one time. Yeah. Yeah. I think something happened like that, but the older Clausing shit is like really, really good. I think uh, maybe the ones that I see, they fall into the, it's too big for the homeowner and it's a three-phase machine and that sort of stuff where yeah, it might be a good price, but I mean, oh, you can always buy a phase converter. Yeah, I can, but I can't move the fucking thing around. Like, yeah. un- you unload it and it's fucking there. It's like bridge ports. A lot of people want yeah, bridge ports. Exactly. A lot of uh, people that want bridge ports now are just spending the money and buying the small mill top or uh, mm. tabletop mills and stuff. Yeah. Because you can move them by hand. But isn't like uh, Harbor Freight, I think, sells a. I'm not shouting out Harbor Freight by any means, but they have a small milling station i think it's like 1500 bucks that people are like if it lasts one year that's great you know what i mean <laughs> worth like the money throw away tools i'm interested in this palm grin stuff um mm-hmm. i think i've seen actually i know i've seen these machinist vices because my buddy kevin uh oh they're mach- i've got one i bought one a couple years ago for my drill press i specifically one of those because those are heavy duty, made in America, back in you know fifties or but something. But I wasn't aware that they. I knew about their vices, but I did uh-huh. not know they were making tools. I like you know uh, I was unaware of that they hit me up last year. They wanted me to. They've got something pretty similar to a multi tool, similar to a, like a two by seventy two grizzly grinder, and they hit me up. Hey, would you like to try this out? And I was like, yeah, I think that might be a little conflict of interest there, but I'll yeah. pass. And then they just contacted me again out of nowhere, so. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this ratcheting arbor press. Um, I wonder who's making their drill presses and their ar- and their arbor presses and all that stuff. I do not know. They don't look bad. <clears throat> I'm looking at them right now on their website as we speak. No, I mean if they looked bad and they looked, you know, shitty or something, there's no way I would have signed up for the deal. Um, but so I'm actually I'm genuinely looking forward to setting the stuff not up cheap, and using so it. I hope they're good good quality. No, they're not. That fucking pr- that Arbor Press is over a grand. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. So now I need to get that fucking thing down in my basement. It's like 250 pounds or something. I had this, <laughs> I had a tool company reach out to me. It's like we want to send you all of this stuff. And I said, I'm not even going to say who it was, but I was like, <laughs> who was it? Who was it? I would break everything you guys want to sell, oh my God. send me so quick. It was just cheese ball shit, you know? Yeah. And, and I think it's a big company in the homeowner type workshop world. But to me, I was like, people use this shit. <laughs> like, Whoa, I, come on. I, you, so I had to straight up tell him right off the jump. I was like, I'm sorry, but I would literally break everything you guys make like instantly. There's nothing not to say like I work with giant shit all the time, but mm-hmm. we, we beat the shit out of stuff. That's mostly why I want old tools, because that shit was like yeah. built strong. The newer stuff, just it ain't it. <laughs> it ain't hold it. up. Yeah. yeah, the new <clears throat> the new vices and, uh, you know, clamps and stuff like that. And if it's not from a reputable name that's been making the same shit for a long time really nice mm-hmm. and i'm not interested and i'm sorry if you listen to this podcast but I, i'm sorry i don't want your shit <laughs> you just, i'm genuinely interested in the company now i'll tell you when we're done recording <laughs> i mean that's not to say i might not work with them later in the future 
Right. Just so you guys know. <laughs> I'm not closing right now, the door. As of right now, I'm not interested. But, oh, my um, God. Yeah. That's too funny. Yeah, I've had a lot of people reaching out for uh, sponsorship shit. And what happens is um, it becomes not your shit when you're just, you know, we got some people that support us in the shop. And fucking huge shout out to, like, Red Label Abrasives. Yes. Um, you know, I, I'm just, like, at a loss for them right Brunt. now. But Brunt's Workwear, um, myself with Brunt Ironworks, you with um, Beaumont. 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 Uh, yeah, we just appreciate our sponsors, but there's some companies, they're just like, I, I don't even know how to word this appropriately. They're, they're too much. Like mm-hmm. there's a point where it just becomes not your shit and you're just shouting, especially they're like, Oh, can you give us a, can you give us a plug? Can you shoot? I don't do that shit for nobody. Anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit how much money you give me. Well, that's not true. Uh, <laughs> I just caught myself in a lie right there. <laughs> if you want to give me tons of money. No, there's a point where it becomes not your shit. If you're just constantly plugging other people's shit, it's like, bro, that's not even why I started doing this. Like, I appreciate your support, but God damn, just let me do it naturally. Mm-hmm. And some people just plug and plug and plug. And it's like, bro, I, I, or I started following you. To look at your shit, and you're yeah. just puking out this other shit. It's like, yeah, it's stop like, stop it. You become a paid advertisement for <laughs> yes, ten, ten different so companies. Disgusting. Yeah, and the, and that's when that dirty influencer word comes in, and I'm just like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it anymore. I've just come to that thing where it's like, and I'm not even that big, but I'm just, I, I, I could care less. I want to be, I want to be in with the community and be talking to the people that enjoy what I do and people that enjoy the podcast and like what we do. I don't want to plug, plug, plug all the time. But at the same well, time, if you would like a sponsorship you on the Axe and Iron Podcast, contact Roy at VintageAxeWorks.com. <laughs> no fucking shame whatsoever. Um, yeah, like it, and you and I have talked about this a hundred times. Like It has to make sense. I'm not going to yeah. fucking, like this palm grin stuff. It yeah. makes sense for me. I use yeah. a fucking press a lot. I'm going to need to drill press a lot. So yeah. it makes fucking sense. And here's what they said. Please use it and review it and give your open and honest opinion on your social media stuff. So it's yeah. not like make it be the fucking best thing you've ever fucking used. No, they want a fucking – they want an opinion, and they want it out there. Look, so, I'll blast somebody. I don't even care. I'm not going to say who it. it was, but they um, I they sent me a product. The product was fucking trash, and mm-hmm. they were like – why didn't you do a post about it? And I said, because oh. it's fucking trash. Literally, I said, I used it for one day and it was junk. So I'm not not interested in promoting anything that you guys have going on. Who was it? <laughs> Come on. What else you got? Anything else? Oh, you're not going to tell us. <laughs> Find out on the next episode of oh, the God. Iron Podcast. So yeah, guys, uh, to recap... For this coming weekend, I'll be out of upstate New York. Just just chill, nice hammering, hang out. Um, you're welcome to come up for the weekend, come up for the day. Tickets are on the website, excuse me. Um, contact myself, Roy Austin at the Maker Camp. If you're interested in purchasing tickets, we can set you up with getting to the event in March. March is going to be epic. We have Steve from Moonshine Metalworks coming over from England. We have Roy coming from Bumfuck, Kentucky. We're going to be hanging out in the Catskills. We're going to be making this kick-ass fire pit and just having a really, really good time. So, I got yeah. A, I got a question for you on that. Are you yes. going to be um, participating? Or are you going to be like... Me? Kinda, yeah. Oh, yes. I'm, it's my design. It's my take on the whole fire pit yeah we're building this really right. kick-ass sculptural six foot round yeah, yeah that's yeah. why i'm excited that steve's coming because i need help oh okay <laughs> people were asking yesterday on the feed uh someone said why such a limited number and i said because i'm only one guy you know i think matt uh my matt stagmer's coming up with me um and then yeah with you who will be doing absolutely nothing and mm-hmm. then steve will be actually helping um, yeah, it'll be a really, really good time. That is going to be a super, super kick-ass event. So go get tickets. It's very, it's limited guys, 25 people. 
And um, the sticker packs, uh, again, will be up hopefully at the end of this week, if not next week. Available for purchase on Roy's website at vintageaxworks.com. And, again, these are going to be a limited run sticker set. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. You got anything else? Uh, We got guests coming on as soon as I get back from New York. We have guests lined up. So just so everybody knows on the podcast, we do have people lined up. And my flashlight's been on my phone for the last hour. That's why it's so warm. (laughs) But anyway, you good? Anything else? (laughs) You're such an idiot. We'll do shout outs and all that other shit and have a guest on and it'll be great. And I'll talk about trip to New York and all that good stuff. I think that's it. Good. Wrap this bitch up. You look like you're in deep thought well, I'm, about I'm something. Trying to, I, I know there's something. I wrote a couple little things down. We oh. already touched on it. I know that there's something that I'm missing. Um, so, again, uh, I just want to thank everyone for the happy birthday wishes. Uh, the, the one year sober thing, I just got a whole bunch of messages and people have given me their life story, which is interesting. And, um, seriously, thanks for everyone. Um, all that support. Appreciate it. Love you guys. All of the love from the community. We love you guys so much. Also, if there is a guest that you guys would like to have us on or would think that would be an interesting person to talk to, feel free to reach out to myself and we will try and get in contact with, if there's somebody that everybody wants to hear from we'll try and get in touch with that person and have them on and shoot the shit and have a good time but uh yeah that's it we love you guys that's a wrap on the axe and iron podcast